Hello and welcome to episode four of the Kogi Chronicles podcast. On today's episode, we finally, finally get to dive into some pop culture talk. So joining me on this week's episode to talk about WandaVision, MCU shows, and the upcoming 2021 non-franchise movies slate is Jack Lauderay, the one and only Jack Lauderay. Jack is the host of two movie shows on YouTube and is a member of the online film and television television association. I had a great conversation with him about all things Marvel and movies. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jack. Now joining me on the show is uh, movie extraordinaire and uh, the host of his own YouTube show. Uh, what's the name of your YouTube show again, Jack? Uh, well, the uh, the channel Fanatic Films. I have a second channel Fanatic Film Reviews. That's where I do all my movie reviews. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> the great Jack Lauderay has joined us on our podcast, uh, on, on the Koki Chronicles podcast for this week. Um, and we're going to dive into some pop culture stuff. Uh, first, we're going to talk about a bit about the first two episodes of WandaVision. And then we're going to get into some non-franchise stuff, um, just so we can... We're going to... I mean, obviously, the show is going to talk a ton about big franchise movies. Don't worry, guys. But we're. I, I do want to definitely put my finger put our finger on um some stuff that you guys maybe not heard of or whatnot so uh yeah but first wandavision episode one and episode two came out together um which is something i didn't really expect i just expected one episode maybe an hour long instead of we got two that were less than half an hour long um but uh so after two episodes uh, what are your reactions so far to the show jack well i, I you know I, i'm i really enjoyed it um, I don't know if that is me just craving Marvel after over a year drought, or if like I genuinely really did. I've only seen the episodes once. I'm gonna have to go back and, and revisit them before episode three comes out on Friday. But you know, I I've been seeing this a lot on Twitter and on social media, and I, and I think this as well. I think you know this is Marvel pulling out like as many stops as they can and like just going for it if that makes sense and just being as freaky and different as yeah. they possibly can be and so far i think that that has landed really really well I, I love the vibe of the classic sitcoms i think paul bettany is having so much fun like he he has been my favorite part of the show so far and i think elizabeth olsen's great as well and um Catherine Hahn's been a standout uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I've really been enjoying it. I, you know, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk more about it, but I love, I love the slow pace and, you know, just, just giving us a little bit of mystery. I really, I've liked that so far. I love how this show has just fully do like dove headfirst into the whole sitcom um, aspect because we've already seen all the, the cgi spectacle the action we're gonna get that in captain in the winter soldier soldier so we're gonna get that in the future movies right let's see something different let's see something really experimental and interesting and it's really odd that this is the first thing that they have to go like marvel has to go to after not having any marvel content for a year and a half right because and it's a big risk for them and i know they're doing this partially because of the pandemic but but still it's a huge 
risk and it's been I, I i'm just delighted by how much they're diving into this because you can tell everyone on screen is having a blast Catherine hahn was born for that role um and i and i really like Catherine hahn quite a bit but she really really nails that role out of the park and it's i love the way it's shot i mean the the fact that they actually shot this whole a lot of those scenes with a live with an actual live audience i mean i was a huge fan of the first two episodes the more i thought about it the more i've i've really come to appreciate just how experimental it is and i know this has been kind of a divisive uh first two episodes on twitter but i i frankly i have to disagree i think this has been quite enjoyable so far yeah, and, and, and it's weird because I really haven't seen any of the, the negative. The only things I've seen on Twitter so far have been people like defending the pacing of the show, um, which I completely agree with these people. I think the pacing is is so far perfect because, you know, the, the thing about this is I think it's like eight or nine episodes. It's, it's not like five or six episodes. So when reveals start to happen and we start to actually learn about what's actually going on with Wanda, because we, we all know that this has something to do with like Wanda being in her head or making her own reality, like something yeah. around that. Um, once we actually find out what's happening, like in the outside world and like all the stuff that's happening, because like we've heard Randall Park's character, like over the radio a few times, like asking Wanda who's doing this to you and stuff like that. We don't really know anything other than that. We've had a few little things like the, the helicopter, was red in the black and white um and like the the blood on on the lady's hand was red but like you know i really i've liked the pacing so far because it's like okay they're like feeding us like little nuggets but then they're like oh no but we're gonna really stay stay in this um stay in this world of the sitcom and you said it perfectly i was i was gonna say this as well if you hadn't said it being in front of the live studio audience is great because you would think it's cheesy if they were just adding a laugh track, but like knowing that they actually took the time to bring in a live studio audience makes it fe just feel more authentic. And, and I really respected that about people doing that because they just were like, let's just do everything that we can. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think one of the reasons why I think some people are complaining about the pacing is because when they show up to a, a Marvel product, to a superhero product, they expect really fast paces. And that's one of the downturns with watching superhero movies now after I've watched so many of these other older classics or drama or like 90s dramas is that, is that they're all slower and a little more procedural. And to me, that's the pace that I've developed in my head when I'm watching content in general. And and I, it's so when I get to see that now with a superhero product, I, I feel like a more I feel like the characters are a little more rounded. They're a little more like there's more time and energy put into them. And you, you can feel that in this in these two episodes because of that slower pace. So I think the pay, the slower pace works in its favor because, I mean, it, like a fast paced 60s sitcom doesn't make any sense, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. that's hard to do anyway. So, but yeah. it, it's. And the, I, I mean, we haven't really mentioned this yet, but I thought the jokes were, <laughs> the jokes are really good. I mean, they're really bad, but they're also perfect for what they're trying to go for. And you can feel the, like there, and there's a real art to this show. Like there's a real purposefulness, you know, um, I, I, I'm a fan so far, but it, it's really early. We really don't know what direction it's going in other than what you said earlier with, um, it's all probably in Wanda's head, probably. 
but we're yeah. not 100% sure. Something to that vein. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I know it's based off of some like comic arc, but I, I haven't read a, any of the comics really at all. But I, I was, you know, harkening back just, just real quick back to what you were kind of saying about the pacing as well. This is a reason why I am so happy that Disney Plus is a thing because they don't have to make all of their stories into feature length films. They don't have to make them into movies. They can make them into these more drawn out series, you know, six to eight to nine episodes where you can tell a more fleshed out story over, you know, like eight, nine weeks. Um, and some of these series are even, you know, uh, Kevin Feige was saying are going to get picked up for more than one season. Like I know Loki has already been announced that it's already going to get a second season. So, you know, to give the time to let these characters flesh out, to let the story, you know, breathe um, is something that I really am happy is happening and that we're not just getting movies. You know, I love the movies. I love the movie theater experience. I mean, Avengers Endgame was by far my favorite theater experience of all time. Um, but, you know, I, like you were saying, you know like like some of the, the the older classic movies you know the 90s dramas you know i love those movies as well I, I watched a lot of those types of movies last year and that slow burn sometimes when it works is really really good and you know i think you know people that are not you know getting the fast-paced stuff so far just let it breathe you know let the reveals come because when we, when we get into like episodes you know five six seven like we're, our minds are gonna be like blown we're gonna be like holy crap what is happening like i it's gonna come and i know it will so i'm just excited yeah and in my head it's just it doesn't feel slow you know it just feels right and that's when i know as someone i mean you and i we watch tons and tons of stuff at least that, that's what i see from your letterbox <laughs> um we watch tons and tons of stuff and we know what the clock should be at for i mean well, a lot of it depends on the genre of course um but we know what like a well-paced uh, movie or show should be and, and and this one and this one so far it's hit right on the right on the right in the button for me um so what i i mean we already mentioned this a little bit already but what expectations or predictions do you have for this show so far and i know this is kind of a mute question because of how vague the first two episodes have been but i mean you've already mentioned a little bit about um this is all probably in wanda's head but do you want to elaborate on that at all or yeah i i don't you know i have some things that i would like to potentially happen to you know merely set up the future um because like we said this is the first project we're having in phase four yeah we're in phase four now first project of phase four and you know we from all the like casting news and stuff we've heard you know like wanda's gonna be pretty involved in in this phase so you know i'm, I'm hoping um that we you know i mean th this is this is probably not gonna happen but like i'm just gonna like like softball toss it out there if we get like a doctor strange cameo in like episode nine or it's either episode eight or whichever episode is the finale like if we get like a doctor strange cameo at the end where he's like yo i need your help this you really screwed stuff up and we need to fix it and that gets us into multiverse of madness or something like to that vein i think would be pretty cool um 
I think some surprise cameos, like if this is in Wanda's head or if she's like making this reality with her powers, it's one, it's one or two of those things. Um, I kind of lean towards the latter where she's like actually making this reality because if you look in the trailers, it looks like there's like a, an annihilation sorts type bubble in like a field somewhere. And like all of the shield or like, like, I think it's like sword now, but like the shield agents are like, like on the outside of it. Um, so I think that's probably the route that they're taking. I believe that's based off of a comic I think called House of M, I think is, is what the, the series is called. And that is a series of comics that I believe was a gateway to the X-Men, mutants, stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a story that could really, you know, bring in some of these mutants and X-Men and, you know, Deadpool and, and all of that stuff. I don't think we're going to see any of those players in here. Um, but I think this is, um, this is, this, this is going to tee up a lot for the future of the MCU. And I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Um, it has been reported that this show directs connect uh, is, is directly connected to the, the upcoming Dr. Strange film, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And that just makes sense in terms of all the weird stone cosmic stuff that's going on um with those two characters so i'm looking forward and i mean like it has to be all to me it has to be in her head because vision is like finish vision's dead i mean it's that, yeah and that's the that's the one big question that i'm trying to figure out in all of this is like okay if this is like if it's not just in her head and if she really is making this reality which i i think she's powerful enough where she could you know make like a fake vision or i don't i don't know how that works i don't read the comics people don't come at me um but i want to know like where did vision's body go are they trying to like maybe rebuild him because you know he's you know they could probably try to rebuild him without the stone they were trying to in infinity war take the stone out and still keep him alive um but where is he what's happening is this the real vision is this you know like you said in her head like what is it that's the biggest thing that i'm really not understanding and and want to know that's kind of the biggest mystery i have so far and think about it like all the supernatural things and think about everything in this in this world that they're in is constructed by her she makes the decisions like everything as simple it really comes down like the chicken she just turns it into eggs without thinking right um that's in episode one episode two getting monica rambeau into the into the into the trick box or whatever whatever it's called like right it's box, all yeah. just in her head she just everything what she thinks of just pops out of nowhere and that wasn't really something that wasn't really an ability she has in the movies or or well, and, maybe and i'm mistaken but and even further than that she literally was able to control time at the end of the second episode when the guy with the bees came out of the out of the manhole she's like oh no this isn't happening and then she rewinded like five minutes yeah. like you're watching a tv show a point. and they're just like oh we're just gonna play this out without the bee guy so yeah, she's I mean, shifting reality to her own will it seems like on a fairly consistent consistent basis um so that would i, I feel like we've gotten a pretty good pulse on what could happen um moving forward the show but before we move on to uh the non-franchise movies the dramas the uh, and uh all that good all that good nonfiction stuff mostly nonfiction stuff um let's talk a little bit about these marvel shows for disney plus moving forward um 
and I right now I've written down my notes which Marvel show will be the most successful but I, let's I, we can't answer that question for sure but I also kind of want to talk a little bit about each show especially with some of the news that came out about the Moon Knight show we're going we're to get to that in a little bit um, but let's start with the upcoming show Falcon the Winter Soldier um, I, I'd imagine you're super stoked for this one it just sounds like an awesome spy thriller I, I'm pumped I am pumped for this was, this was one of my most anticipated of this year just, just strictly because I love the characters of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Like I love their chemistry. I love the connection to Cap. I mean, Cap's not my favorite character. Iron Man's always been my favorite character, but I do really love Captain America and the the way that you know they kind of teased what was going to happen with you know Cap, old man Cap coming back at the end of Endgame and giving Sam the shield, and then apparently, oops, drop my phone. Sorry. Apparently, you know the government taking the shield away and they don't want Sam as cap and they give it to, to the other guy. Like I'm, I'm intrigued. And then work look, looking like they're working with Zemo from civil war. Like I love it. I I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to add. Uh, it, I'm really looking forward to this sort of my guess. My guess is it's going to be kind of like a buddy cop sort of feel here um, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, with those two characters. Next is the Loki show. Um, I wasn't totally excited for this until I saw the trailer, and then I'm like, oh, wow, I'm in. This looks amazing. Owen, Wil Owen Wilson is showing up out of nowhere. Like, I'm in. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know that casting had happened until Investor Day when they, like, said the cast, and I saw Owen Wilson. I'm like, wait, Owen Nobody Wilson's did. in this? Yeah. What's happening? And then we saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, man. Because they, they gave us, like, like, Kevin Feige gave us, like, a bit of a synopsis of Loki at Comic-Con last year when they unveil, unveiled the slate, but that was all we had heard about Loki until Investor Day when we actually saw the trailer. And man, I'm I love Loki as a character as well. He's he's another one of my favorites, and I'm just I'm just excited. I I don't know what this one is about at all. I know it's about like time travel, I think, and stuff. But besides that, I am clueless. And or I'm, multiverse I'm, stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm excited. Alternate realities, and they're really opening up the mul the multiverse is there is their pillar right now um, in terms of expanding the universe, expanding the amount of stories they can use, expanding how long they can keep this franchise going. It is their pillar to, it is their, is, it's their, it's their queen in the middle of the chessboard that they're trying to build the rest of the pawns around. And it's the right move, even though it is a risky one because you're on the risk of the temptation to bring back characters who have passed away, it, you know, like, it, just the, the 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 obvious pitfalls in storytelling that you're potentially creating for yourself but if you want to create like a giant franchise it's probably the right move even though it is of course an extremely risky one um the next one is the what if series um this is interesting nice little shoot off offshoot um animated series and um I, i'll watch it you know it's, i'm not as most excited about this because it's not part of the actual mcu but i'll watch it yeah i think it'll i i'm, I'm kind of on the same but i think it'll be fun you know just to kind of see what they can what they come up with you know what kind of different scenarios they come up with but yeah i mean you know it's cool it'll be fun it's it's an animated thing that's not it doesn't affect the universe so i i'm not you know 
too yeah. tied to it. <laughs> Some people are a little more excited about that one, but I, at the same time, I, I still want to see more of the main story because, I mean, we've been without it for a year and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, and the next one's Miss Marvel. They showed, like, a... 10 second clip of this at the uh at, at during this during the disney reveal so we'll see it, interesting casting um i'm forgetting the young the young woman's name but uh i'm i'm i'll watch i'm of course i'm gonna watch it we're gonna learn more about this moving moving forward yeah i'm interested in this one i i played um i haven't finished it but i played some of the avengers game that came out last year and, and kamala khan is the main character of the game you're you're playing as her basically the entire time um and i like the character i like i you know what she stands for you know kind of kind of how she how she is um i'm more interested now that like we know that she's going to be in movies coming up like i think she was now she was cast in captain marvel 2 so she, she's going to be in some of the movies coming up fairly quickly um and i think she will play a pretty a pretty big part in you know if they end up doing like a young avengers yeah i think she'll, she'll probably be in that and then eventually you know if we they keep this franchise going forever i mean she'll you know then she'll grow up into the actual avengers or something i mean i don't know but i mean you know i'm, I'm gonna watch everything um it's just you know what am i most excited for you know and a lot of the things mm -hmm. i'm most excited for are the ones revolving around the characters that we already know yeah i i think it's gonna be interesting to see how important the miss marvel character is moving forward given um the tragic passing of chadwick boseman the fact that tom holland's gonna isn't gonna be this young and cute forever um it's i'm not saying it's it's crunch time for them but they're and the fact that the first uh, captain marvel movie really just didn't work out to the level that they had anticipated it to and didn't work out totally in my mind either um so without iron man in the picture without captain america in the picture they have a slight i'm not saying they have a big problem here but they have a slight like pillar character uh person like person who will get you into the seat sort of main um main character that you're looking forward to watching right that was their iron man for years and then they they wisely decided to um retire the character but they need someone to replace that void and it was black panther I think that was the obvious. It was really obvious, especially after Absolutely. the first movie. And yeah. now it's a little up in the air, you know? I, you could say it's definitely Spider-Man, but again, there's he's gonna get older, right? Tom Holland is gonna be that young, cute forever. That, and the, the, we've already seen there's a bit of a contractual issue between Marvel and Sony. So I, I'm, I, I, I'm just interested to see how, how much they concentrate on this Miss Marvel character as maybe that person who could potentially fill that void yeah I, I don't i don't know if i'd see her filling a core six pillar void like an iron man or a captain america i think she'll be a really good support character um but you know there you know there are some options to fill that pillar you are definitely right about tom holland like i love him as spider-man i think he's awesome but he is getting older he's not looking as young and strapping as he used to and and then you know obviously unfortunately with the passing of chadwick boseman i mean he like you said seemed like like the obvious new leader but you got dr strange who i think could be a pretty good leader 
year. I really, really hope that they extend Sam Wilson and, you know, really flesh him out to make him Captain America. And if not him, maybe Bucky. I, I don't know. It's tough. And then you also got to remember that we do have the Fantastic Four coming, the X-Men coming out. They're not in the Avengers, but like they're going to be there, you know, also to help fight. So, you know, we've got more coming, like, a little bit more distant in the future um and thankfully you know we still have thor i don't know for how much longer we're gonna have thor you've got hulk i don't know for how much longer yeah. but we've got those two at least black widow's gone oh we've got hawkeye as well so we got we got half but still you're missing three of the core six so it's it's gonna be tough hawkeye's been a very he's been he's part of the core six but he's very much a supporting character at the end of the day and I, I think Hulk and Thor, as much as I, I'll be, I, as much as I at least generally enjoy those characters, they've gotten they're a little too goofy to be the center main, you know, like box office ticket master. I guess I guess you call them right. Um, and I, I only pick Miss Marvel because she's young. Uh, she just she ticks off a lot of boxes. She's young, youthful, relatable, at least in theory, right? If it, if this works out and someone who they can build they could potentially build movies and movies around her because i don't think it's a totally a mistake that she was also in the center of the the video game that um you've already checked out a little bit so i, I think that was kind of an interesting decision um that marvel and made so very strategic yeah i don't yeah. know how much i don't know how much they collaborate because obviously they didn't collaborate on the character designs because they look nothing alike um, <laughs> which really made disappointed me at first but then i just got over it um but yeah i mean if they really do work together like the games and the in and, and marvel studios i mean that could have been very strategic i mean and, and it sold me like i i like kamala khan as a character now i think she's great um but we'll have to see we'll have to see yeah um young a, a woman non-white i mean it ticks off a lot of boxes that can appease a lot of the, the character at least in theory ticks off a lot of boxes that can appease a lot of different people so that's the only reason why i look at her as potentially the someone who can at least fill most of the black panther void at least until um we start getting the fantastic four uh and some of the other x-men characters but right now that's that's the one if you're to say oh what's the one thing that can slow down this marvel role it's that i think um it, it, it's hard to find things because they've built such a genius brilliant universe and which is very very hard to replicate just just look at how hard how difficult it's been for dc and they have technically the better characters right the more yeah, uh, yeah the more appealing characters so all right I, I, let's let's quickly go through the rest of these because we don't know a ton about the rest of these um just mostly casting stuff or or in some of the some of the uh, some of these cases no no casting news at all um there's the hawkeye show which they're shooting right now and it's supposed to come out sometime in december i believe and uh of course i'll watch it and i think it's really interesting they got Haley steinfeld to do uh the kate bishop role and i I'm think so that tells you how finally announced her because like yeah. it had been speculated and fans were saying oh this should happen this should happen this should happen and then she never said anything and then finally they're like oh yeah she's on set here's set photos and we're like oh crap she's actually it which is great i'm so glad they cast her but she's great in like whatever she's done recently so yeah yeah, yeah. that tells you the power of superhero movies where they can just cast 
Haley Steinfeld to do what the number two, number three role in a Hawkeye show, you know, but I mean, Haley Steinfeld to me is someone who's talented enough to win an Oscar someday. And I, I just think that's, that sort of goes to show like the power of, um, the power of Marvel, you know? Yeah. But it's a good stepping off point though, because then she can show her chops and then it's like, Oh, she's been in Marvel. So she'll get the opportunities yeah. in the future. I think, I mean, we haven't seen it a lot with like the bigger ones, like RD, like RDJ hasn't really had a lot. He did do little and I didn't watch because I heard it was a trash can dumpster fire and I don't plan on watching it. But like, you know, like for some of these like smaller characters, like this may be like a stepping off point to like be able to do smaller stuff. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. No, it's just Haley Steinfeld to me is a big, at least to me, is like a huge, is, is a pretty big name. Um, despite oh, she the fact is. that she does a lot of movies. I'm just talking about more of the actor, but I, I, get, right. I yeah, see what you're saying. I, yeah. th- that character, I'm, I have no idea what they're going to do with it moving forward, but I, I'm just saying with that actor, it's interesting that she'll do that when she starred in, I mean, she starred in a Coen Brothers film. Like, you know, right. <laughs> and she was great. And she was like one of the, she was like, potentially the best part of it and probably yeah the best part of a decent coen brothers movie and she was nominated for bet for best supporting act at best actress or supporting actress i forget which but she was nominated for that movie so i don't know i, I I'm, I'm a big Haley steinfeld fan in terms of her acting um next is the she hulk show which i'm shrugging my shoulders on because i i mean don't know a lot about it yeah I mean, exactly. we know like we know mark ruffalo is going to be in it um and i forget the name of the actress that they cast but apparently she had denied that she was she hulk for like eight, like months and she was and then the only thing i'm interested in though is that apparently she hulk is a lawyer like a superhero lawyer so that could be an avenue to get charlie cox in and play daredevil again which i've heard but i've also heard that he's already been cast in spider-man this year and he already wrapped filming so like who really knows but that's an avenue for daredevil to do more stuff potentially i'm not sure just speculating we don't have quite enough time to talk about spider-man 3 even though the casting in that movie is worth an hour-long podcast it's my most i'll just say it, it's i did my my most anticipated movies of 2021 and it was number one dune Ooh. was right dune was right behind it i'm very excited Ooh. for dune but strictly based on all of the rumors alone it, it had to be. if i had to watch one movie this year it would be spider-man 3 100 Spider-Man 3, if we're just doing 2020, all 2021 movies and we're taking off the uh, non-franchise tab, I think it would probably make my top five. I don't know if it would be number one, but it would definitely make my top five. I I feel your excitement. I think Dune would probably make my top five too, but uh, they're going to make the second movie for that, so it doesn't count for my list at least. So, Um, Next, Secret Invasion, which we know absolutely nothing about. We know less about this than we do about the She-Hulk show which Ruffalo is supposed to be in the She-Hulk show, just to let people know. Um, but uh, yeah, we know nothing about Secret Invasion other than Samuel L. Jackson's in the show, right? Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn is back as Talos, which I'm excited okay. about. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, just the comic series of Secret Invasion I heard was like a really big deal. Um, but, you know, make it a show, sure. See the when they announced this, and do stuff. yeah. When they announced this, I thought it would be more of a movie. I thought this was going to be like a movie. Well, I was getting that confused with Secret Wars, which is like the next big event movie that the Russo oh. brothers said they would come back to do. I kept getting those confused, so I was like, "Wait, why is this a TV show?" But then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh no, this is different from like the big Secret Wars." 
um, mm. thing that the Russo brothers want to do. So if you guys want to know why Jack and I know all about these rumors, just go on Marvel Twitter. Marvel Twitter, which uh, I feel like Jack is a big part of, and I am Twitter timeline. <laughs> and I am at least a partially a part of. I'm a, I'm a part of many different Twitters, uh, of, of course. But uh, Marvel Twitter is quite entertaining, and you'll get nuggets. Like we got one to yesterday, and we're gonna talk about that right now. Uh, the Moon Knight show, which Ethan Hawke has been announced as the villain of the moon knight show which made my week honestly i love ethan hawke so many good people as villains like christian bale is the villain in thor Ethan hawk now in moon knight like like i'll just say this real quick like i just watched before midnight today for the first time like i finally finished the before trilogy like i finally finished it and like ethan hawk is so good in that trilogy alone but like he's fantastic like i watched the purge for the first time and it was terrible but like he was like the only really good thing about it um i'm so excited like oscar isaac first off like i i am on an oscar isaac high right now just in general um so i'm so excited for him to play you know moon knight but then ethan hawk like what are we doing here like that, that the casting is just incredible Ethan Hawke's one of my favorite actors maybe ever. I, I love this guy. The Before series is my favorite stuff that he does, but everything from Boyhood to Reality Bites to, I mean, just really go down the line. First Reform two years ago, that was an underrated movie, and he was amazing in it, and he still didn't get nominated for an Oscar. He's, I, I love Ethan Hawke. Um, I'm all in on uh, I'm all in on him, and I, I, I only wish good things for Ethan Hawke, and I'm glad that he's going to be in the real spotlight now he's been doing a lot of small movies and some horror movies in the last five ten years and in theater um he's a big theater person but now he's doing the fact that he's doing the moon night show is kind of hilarious and also amazing at the same it's just incredible at the same time everyone was saying how ironic i guess how i on twitter how ironic it was because i guess he was on the bandwagon with scorsese about marvel movies or something i I haven't i haven't seen actual quotes so i don't know if that's true or not yeah but just based off of what i've seen on twitter it's like oh the irony now he's in one of these marvel things so you know but you know what he's in it and if he's in it that means he's interested so i do not care let it happen just let's just let's go come on ethan yeah yeah one thing i for one i don't care and for two like you said i didn't think he was interested in this stuff he was one of the one of the decent handful of actors who seemed like he just never do something like this oscar isaac the same like i never thought oscar isaac would do a marvel show if he was going to be in a marvel movie it would be as like a supporting character in a movie first of all and I, I or like or what kind of what Brolin did as as Thanos like that's kind of what I expected um, from Oscar Isaac because it sounded like he really did not enjoy his time in Star Wars so I yeah. I didn't think he'd commit himself to something like this again. Well, the only the only difference I think is just the camps are different. Like I've heard how unpleasant Kathleen Kennedy is to the whole creative process, but then like her counterpart Kevin Feige, like how amazing he is for the whole process. So like you know. Star Wars Twitter is the most is the my least favorite branch of Twitter to go on because it's just people yelling at each other all day. But like, yeah, I think the general consensus absolutely. that unites Star Wars Twitter is that they don't like Kathleen Kennedy, um, and 
so like Kevin Feige is just like he, I, he for me he can do no wrong until he does some like real something really wrong um but I think that's probably what it was. I mean, he probably sat, Oscar Isaac probably sat down with Kevin Feige. Feige blew him away and he was like, heck yeah, let's do this. I mean, I have not heard anything bad about Kevin Feige. Like I've heard he's just the most pleasant person to work with. He's so just amazing. And yeah, I'm going to stop gushing over Kevin Feige. He, but he's I mean, awesome did, from what I've heard. I mean, did you hear what Ben Affleck said about Kevin Feige? <laughs> what, what did he say about Kevin Feige? That he was like, he knows his audience like the back of his hand, basically. And he said some ex expletives to go along with it. Like, he's so effing good. Like, <laughs> it's just really funny. It's A, it's just like Ben Affleck just being a lord. And B, it's just Ben Affleck. He... Ben Affleck hasn't made it hasn't made a great movie every single time that's for sure he's he's had a really up and down career but he knows he knows a good content creator when he sees one um and when he when he's showering that much praise on a guy like Kevin Feige that that to be honest that opens opens my eyes just a little bit more um let's finish this off with the last three uh Ironheart Armor Wars and I Am Groot uh we don't know anything about any uh, any all three of these the armor wars thing is weird like i don't know why they're doing this as a show when i kind of think that this should be combined with ironheart right wouldn't that only make sense yeah oh yeah uh, I, that makes sense uh i think the only reason it's not is because i think I, armor wars is going to be more like war machine centric like he's going to play like the main role is apparently what was being talked about um i am actually excited about both of those shows i am groot i could care less i think it's like an, a fork he asks a question equivalent like, <laughs> it's like short short animated something like i really like groot's a great character but i could like i could care less about the I am Groot show, but these two are actually kind of interesting because Ironheart, that's going to be the next, you know, person in a suit flying around, like not Iron Man, but like, you know, as close as we can get. Um, and then Armor Wars, please, for the love of God, bring back Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. Like, please, I need that. Wow. He's the only good thing about Iron Man 2. Please. Huh. I haven't, I, I haven't seen Iron Man 2 in a while. I haven't seen Iron Man 2 in a while because, like, it's not good, but... It's not good, but Justin Hammer is the best, and I need him in this show. Like, this is the show that you would bring him back in. Like, this is the... They are yeah. handing the opportunity on a silver platter. Like, let mm. it happen. Please. I need that, Marvel. Marvel, please. <laughs> It's the one plea I'll make tonight, please. The, the title of this podcast, uh, Jack Lauderay makes plea to Kevin Feige to bring back Sam Rockwell <laughs> as Justin Hammer. I will. What do you need me to do? What, what do you want me to do? You want, like, what do you want? I'll do whatever. Come on, tell me. <laughs> Kevin, come on. Let's talk about this. I, I really didn't expect to hear that on the podcast tonight. I love it, though. Um, I, I just don't know if the War Machine character is big enough, important enough, or people care about that character enough to have his own show. Like, that's my main concern i think if you combine that with Ironheart, then you got really strong content you got a lot of suit shit and uh excuse my french um and people flying around and uh, geniuses and I, I don't know like i feel like that all kind of yeah. works in its own universe right i i mean the only thing that i would be excited about for like i think armor wars may be more to the effect of in of a captain america winter soldier not like the espionage part but like the political part 
where like it's a lot of politics and politicking suits and all of that like that intrigues me but we really don't know anything at all so like that's these are all just kind of speculations and hopes at this point but they could make it interesting but we'll see like, you are right about like war machine like i like war machine has his moments but i don't like don and don Cheadle, and don Cheadle's great but like yeah. i don't i could not see him leading a show that's why you need wings and rockwell back at justin hammer <laughs> that's a good point um i i just haven't thought about sam rockwell's justin hammer and i don't know three years i just four years. I, I remember <laughs> all i remember is like near the finale at the stark expo where he like dances on the stage and i'm like this is the best thing ever you know but no, that's just me huh interesting um so yeah that's our marvel segment of the show uh we probably went way too long on these marvel shows but that, that just tells you how much we care about it you if know? i rambled i'm sorry but you know i, love no, no, I ramble that's too like, i that's my that's my thing i ramble yeah. <laughs> that's why we do a podcast that's why i'm doing a podcast um so next uh next is non-franchise movies things that aren't attached to I don't say any IP, but, um, you know, it, it's such a book. That's one thing. But if there's going to be other movies and other shows like that stuff, anything that's connected to that stuff, sequels, all that's cut off. So that includes Steven stuff like Top Gun Maverick, which that would make my top five if we didn't have the non-franchise yeah, label of it. I was going through my list. And I was like, no, that's a sequel. No, that might have stuff. No, I can't do that. But then I narrowed it down and I found a few good ones. Yeah, but there's still plenty. Of, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are tons of good ones. Um, so I, I kind of want to start off with you. Like, give me give me your top five right now. Well, I, I, I know you said before we uh, started recording that you didn't list these in order, but give me four or five that, that jump out to you, and then we can eliminate them from my list then. Okay. I'm going to give a loose honorable mention because it does kind of fall in the category, but it is the first film. Um, I'm going to say, like, Dune, even though I know it's going to get a sequel, but, like, that's very loose. Um, but I'm, I'm very, you know, obviously everyone's excited for Dune. Um, but the actual list, uh, like I said, I don't have them ordered because it's hard because I'm excited for all of them. But, like, mm. the first four at my list are Don't Look Up, the, uh, the Adam McKay with Leonardo DiCaprio and who is it jennifer lawrence i have the whole cast list let's just go through it and right let's talk about don't look okay. up a little bit okay i didn't even know this was a thing until that netflix trailer thing where they showed all their movies i didn't even know this was a thing and then i saw oh. like the five seconds and i was like oh my god what is this i'm so excited and i, I saw this on sold I, I saw this on a movie Twitter, regular movie Twitter, and uh, they popped up with the cast list and who was directing. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's just, just let's, let's just 100%. start. 100%. Here's the cast. I don't know how much of the cast you know. Maybe you've looked it up since. I read it. I read it. I have since. I just don't remember off the top of my head, but I know Leo and Jennifer Lawrence, and I'm like, mm -hmm. let's do it. Yeah. And Adam Oh, yeah. Adam McKay directs, and this movie stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, Chris Evans, Jonah Hill, Mary Meryl Streep, Matthew Perry, Tyler Perry, Himesh Patel, and the great Rob Morgan. My God. This movie comes out sometime in the winter, and uh, they're shooting it right now. At least some part of it has been shot in Boston already. If not, there, maybe the whole thing shot in Boston. I'm actually not 100% sure, but uh, 
I mean, this is my number one most anticipated movie of the year. I'm just going to spoil it right now because I, uh, I mean, like, just the, it's not only the names, just like pairing up the names with each other, right? So Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, and Meryl Streep, that's three generations of like multiple Oscar worthy winning actresses in the same movie, Leonardo DiCaprio and Timothy Chalamet. You look at DiCaprio. He is what Chalamet wants to be someday. And they're He's very similar actors, He's you know, Chalamet will turn into like, hopefully in will turn into hopefully, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Potentially will turn into, I mean, we have two randomly we have two singers here, which I doubt there'll be any more than one scene, but like being any more than one scene, but still, and then, just for for the for the kick of it, let's throw in Chris Evans and Jonah Hill. You know, it's unbelievable. I I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, no, I I I like I said, I didn't know this was a thing until that like extended Netflix trailer came out, and then I was like, give me a nerdy Leonardo DiCaprio because he just looks like a nerd, and I love it. And then I actually went into digging, and I was like, what is this? this is going to be incredible like and then like the synopsis and like the premise of like this is gold like this is going to be hilarious this is going mm. to be amazing i like the big shore quite a bit i didn't love it because it was probably a little too con more i need i actually need to rewatch that movie again maybe i'm giving it a little more um a little, a little too much criticism but and i was a, a huge fan of vice um i like that movie quite a bit and i think it kind of got uh overlooked it got heavily it came to, the Oscars. I don't know if it got. Uh, I guess it kind of. It got I mean, snubbed a little bit at the Oscars for sure. I it, thought it Bale should have won for well. best actor. Bale, Bale deserved best actor, either him or Bradley Cooper, one or the other. Like I was okay with either of them, and neither of them won. Instead, instead, uh, we gave it to a performance where the actor didn't even sing as and then the next playing a singer. Year, and then the next year. Taron Edgerton did it even better and didn't even get nominated, but like, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed Edgerton more in that movie, even though I think that the actual list of best actors um, was far last stronger. year's actor was far stronger, yep. but far deeper, I'd say, um, yeah. at, at the very least. And Absolutely. But, uh, so it's a little bit of a false equivalency, but I do agree with you, though. I, I'm, Edgerton's I'm saying better. performance-wise, yeah, I, not necessarily Oscars because it, it, that's year to year based on, you yeah. know, like a, a category can have a weak year, um, but you're completely right. So, Edgerton's way better in that movie than, and um, he sings. He's actually singing, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, the more I think about, the more I think about Bohemian Rhapsody, the more I cringe. I just, I really, I'm just out it's on that okay. movie. It's um, okay. I, I loved it when I first saw it, and then I was yeah. like, okay, let's take a step back and yeah i don't know I, I don't like the storytelling at all um what what else what's your next next just list off some more movies then uh we'll i talk have, about them i have in the heights uh, i love lin-manuel miranda i think and mm. most things i'm not gonna say everything but i think a lot of things that he touched turned to gold music wise and i've heard some of the indie heights soundtrack i haven't heard all of it um but anthony ramos is leading and you know we saw him in hamilton this year he's fantastic um and just looks magical and it looks like you know that lin-manuel magic so i'm very excited for that one um cherry russo the first russo brothers direction since endgame tom holland looks great i the trailer just came out i think a day or two ago not really sure what this is supposed to be is it supposed to be a drama a comedy a rom-com like what is it supposed to be um but i'm interested though in that um 
my number three most anticipated this year, even though it started at some festivals this past year, um, is Nomadland. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it counts as 2020, but okay. I, I mean, I do too, but it, like it's getting a wide release this year, so like it's like a, a loose loose count. Um, yeah. You know, Chloe Zhao. Uh, I've heard I've heard that she her direction here is is really good, and I've heard that Frances McDermott gives a, a another. You know, I don't think she'll win the Oscar, but I think another Oscar worthy performance is what I've heard. Um, and then I'll give you one more, and then I'll let you go. Uh, Malcolm and Marie. I've I, you know mm. some of the reviews are starting to come out on Twitter. Literally in the last few hours, I've seen the first reviews come out on Twitter. People are saying it's excellent. You know, mm. like. John David Washington's Zendaya filmed during the pandemic. I mean, and it looks great. So I'm very excited. I've got two more, but I'll let you go and talk about some. Um, yeah. If I didn't just name off a bunch that you had. Um, no, actually, yeah. none of these none of these made my final five, but uh, In the Heights came right. darn close. Um, the only thing I'll add for add on the In the Heights thing is John M. Chu is directing this movie, and John M. Chu directed. Um, uh, why am I I'm blanking right now? The, the, the merit, what's the, the rom-com, the rom-com movie from a few years ago. Uh, uh, crazy rich Asians, crazy rich Asians. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I really enjoyed his direction in that film and I'm looking for, and I think that kind of, maybe not glossy style, but, um, colorful style will, will translate well to into the Heights and to go along with Lin-Manuel Miranda's music and Anthony Ramos. And I I'm looking forward to into in, in the Heights quite a bit. That would definitely make my top 10. Um, Cherry just missed out on my list as well. Um, definitely looking forward to that movie. And, uh, yeah, Nomadland, I didn't count as 2020 because 2021, because, I mean, I've been I've been started trying to see it, but it really you can't see it. The general public can't see it until this year, so I guess it is a 2021 movie. Um, it, it, it's a 2020 movie, like it is, but like I just counted it because like for the general public, like we're not yeah. gonna be able to see it until like mid February. So like it's it's loose. It's a loose. Uh, it's a loose um, entry on the list, uh, but I'm I'm damn excited for it though. Really, really mm. excited for it. I'm super excited for Malcolm Marie as well. This one almost made my top five as well. Um, Zendaya and John David Washington star, as you just said, and it's made by the creator of Euphoria. Have you watched Euphoria at all? I have not. I am. I'm trying to get up the strength to watch it. I don't like watching very hard to watch TV. Um, I, I'm just. I'm not a fan, it's, and I'm not. It's like, great. Euphoria I've, is great. I've heard that it's fantastic, but I've also heard it is extremely hard to watch. Like, mm. I couldn't. Just to put into perspective, I could not get through 13 Reasons Why because of how hard it was to watch. Really? So okay. interesting. Yeah. So I'm. You know, stuff like that. That's like it's stuff that is like real real you know what i mean like stuff that is like this is this is like real life this could happen um it's just hard to watch because it, you know life is brutal you know, <laughs> you know? And, this is, and stuff that portrays that yeah. is just hard for me to watch this is the most brutal show you'll ever watch <laughs> and that's what i've heard and that's what i've heard and that's why i've been very hesitant I, I mean there's no doubt that it is incredibly done technically and i've heard zendaya is amazing it's it. her best it's her best work i think it's not even close it's her best work and she's that, done i mean that's what i've heard stuff. yeah so i'm like so. i'm kicking myself because i'm like this is like amazing television but at the same time i'm like but like 
oh, it's going to be really hard to watch and I don't know if I'll be able to get through it, but someday I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm getting through the boys right now. Um, trying to get through some other TV shows I don't watch and then maybe, maybe the time will come. Yeah. I haven't, I, I haven't gotten to the, to the boys quite yet. Um, it's, it's one of like it's the really 50 cool. million shows I haven't watched, but euphoria popped out to me because I was like, Oh, this and is doing a show. I kind of want to watch it. So I watched season one as it was, I believe, I believe it was like, as it was coming out, I was, I was all in. I've been on, I've been on euphoria day one, unlike game of Thrones, uh, which I oh, yeah. hopped on that bandwagon quite late. Uh, I hopped, I hopped on that bandwagon. I, I, I did a full binge for the first time and finished season seven two days before the premiere of season eight so i i was i hopped on the latest you could hop on like right yeah. before season eight premiere yeah I, I i i binged it before season seven from at least from my memory yeah so i i was pretty late but i wasn't super duper late um and nomadland is directed by chloe Zhao, who's gonna direct uh the eternals movie which is coming out later this yeah. year for marvel so I'm I'm looking forward to the Eternals. I, I just don't know because I don't know what it, what's going to happen, you know, and how is it going to relate to anything. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just Kevin Feige saying, "Oh, this is going to open up the universe and all," and I'm like, "Okay, I mean, you're not giving us anything, but if you're saying stuff like that, then okay, we'll see." But the cast and Chloe Zhao will just. I, I trust i trust it yeah yeah for sure um i'll just i'll just rattle off the next four that i have and then then i will go right back to you and if there's any leftovers that i have on my list then we can mention those quickly um so my next my number two was the french dispatch this is wes anderson's upcoming movie loosely based on the new york magazine the real life new york magazine um this is a movie is starring many 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 people uh uh, I'm gonna quick. I'm gonna go over the list just because of just because it blows my mind to be totally honest. Um, this include this list includes Timothy Chalamet, uh, Francis McDormand, Elizabeth Moss, Sir Ronan, Tilda Swinton, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Christoph Waltz, uh, Jeffrey Wright, Adrian Brody, Willem Dafoe, Owen Wilson, Liv Schreiber, Leia Sadu, Jason Schwartzman, Henry Henry Winkler, Angelica Houston, and Benicio del Toro. Uh, the release date for this movie is up in the air and i should have already seen this months ago but uh pandemic so uh the pandemic has pushed this movie back quite a bit so i i mean we haven't had a live action uh wes anderson movie since my favorite wes anderson movie that is the grand budapest hotel so that's why i am super duper stoked for this film you just knocked another one off my list. I love, I love Wes Anderson. He's one of my favorite directors, and the Grand Budapest Hotel, I think, is also my favorite live action. And yeah, I mean, the cast, Anderson's direction. I mean, the trailer was great. So I'm, that was the, that was one of the last two that I had. And I know we have my my other one, but I'll let you I'll let you say your others though as well. Yeah. Um, then my number three is The Last Night in Soho. This is Edgar Wright's upcoming film that also should have came out last last year. Um, release days in April. This is a horror movie starring Anya Taylor-Joy, who is brilliant 
in the queen's gambit and other many other things including the witch which is a also a brilliant robert eggers film uh this movie also has matt smith who's from, best known from the crown and thomas and mckenzie who's best known for jojo rabbit uh i'm really really looking forward to this movie we haven't had an edgar wright movie in a while uh last film he came out with was baby driver which i didn't like the ending too much but i i i really i super duper enjoy it you know so and it's one of the best openings to a movie in the last 10 years so uh take it away yeah this one missed my list straight up because i forgot about it um (laughs) because i love edgar wright and baby driver is a top 10 favorite movie of all time for me um the opening scene like i said i think is is one of the best opening scenes like of anything um so i mean up for debate but i mean edgar wright has a such distinct style and mm-hmm. you know i'm excited to see him because i, I like you know, he's he's done kind of horror with Shaun of the dead like a little bit with like zombies but like it was like funny as well um yeah Shaun of the dead is the only be, one i haven't seen yeah I, I, that's I, a shame on me though <laughs> yeah and i think i think from what i've heard i can't confirm this though like i don't have any insider knowledge but i've heard that this is going to be like more serious horror like not funny horror so i'm interested to see what he brings to that like subgenre. Mm. um because we know what he can do with like the action and you know the comedy and stuff like that like we we know what he can do with that so i'm very interested to see what he can do with like more of the serious horror type stuff Mm. i'm very intrigued um you're not alone in saying that baby driver is one of the best movies like ever a lot of people are totally in on that film i remember watching that in the theater and kind of being blown away at least by the at very least by the beginning i wasn't a fan at the end i do want to check that out before the last time so i will check out baby driver again before then um but if i had to say my favorite edgar wright i mean this is a flaming hot cheetos take but it might be hot fuzz i just saw hot fuzz for the first time like a week ago it's ridiculous but in a good way it's it was unbelievably not, good it was not what i thought it was gonna be that's the best part <laughs> i had different expectations coming in like i thought simon Pegg was gonna be like there for comedy comedic but him being just the serious police officer guy threw me for a loop and then the whole story went in ways i had no idea it was gonna go and I enjoyed it. I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. I was like the, the, the final big like I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but it came out like years ago, but like the final big like fight scene all throughout the town. I'm like, I literally said out loud. I'm like, this is ridiculous. What is happening right now? It's just crazy. But it just fits perfectly with the humor, the style of humor in that movie too, because you kind of want it to get ridiculous, you know, because it reverts your expectations and it takes you away from, you know, just the ho-hum form formula of a, of a of a buddy cop uh humor like um comedy you know so that's why it's so brilliant because it just keeps on going higher and higher and higher and in a way in a way that isn't totally out of the norm because they do leave the breadcrumbs in the movie because Wright's such a good writer his writing everyone talks about his direction which is brilliant don't get me wrong but i think he's he's an even better writer than he is a director and that's saying something absolutely i i totally i totally agree i it's great it's fantastic yeah um i love hot fuzz and scott pilgrim versus the world is like 1b 
by the way. So if I had to do that top one's two, very good as well. Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, the World's End isn't as great. Um, I don't know if you've checked that one out. That that's not a lot. T- not a ton of people one. have seen that. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't love it. It's it's, it's a little it's a little flat. Um, the next uh, next movie I had was The Last Duel. Uh, this is really Scott. This is the Ridley Scott directed movie. <laughs> Funny. I can't that, believe I it, forgot that one. No one can see this, but Jack immediately put his head put his hands on his head right when I said that. Um, I can't this believe is I movie that one. is co-written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You know what? what do you know what the last movie that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon co-wrote was? Google Hunting and did yes. they win the Oscar for it? Yes, they won the or Oscar like, for it. That's why I am so pumped up with this movie. And Adam Driver is also in the film. This movie is set in medieval France. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I, I mean, what I'm else can you say? Myself because I forgot about this one because I was going through release dates today, looking at stuff that was coming out, and I saw this, and I can't believe I forgot it on the list. I mean, it, it's a rest. I feel like it's a recipe for success, and just I'm on an Adam Driver high just with yes. everything. Like everything he I watch of his is just great. He might um, be I the best. Watched... Yeah, sorry to I, I'm really again. No, go go, ahead, no go ahead. interject. I want to hear what you have to say. He might, I might be. I might the, be agreeing with you. He might be the best living actor right now, and I'm not yeah. saying that because he's the best actor with the best career That's... and he's not the goat. But I'm just saying like he's no, the like, Patrick Mahomes. He's the closest thing we have to Patrick Mahomes in acting because I, he's um, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's perfect. Far none. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for what like I. Joaquin gave such a great performance last year as Joker that no one could dispute it, but I wanted Adam to win for Marriage Story so bad, but we just we couldn't because Joaquin was incredible. Um, but I actually, I just saw uh, a 2019 movie, I believe it was, uh, The Dead Don't Die. It's not that great of a movie, but he is hilarious in it. Like he, uh. he If it wasn't for his performance, the movie would have been a dumpster fire. But like, he's hilarious. And it's I so forgot funny. that he's I forgot that he's in that movie. I totally forgot he's in that movie. He whips up to a crime scene in a small red convertible smart car and, and he is whipped like whips up quick like with force speed. And it is the f- I watched the like the five second clip of him just whipping into the parking lot is the funniest thing like I've ever seen. Yeah, he's just he's hilarious. He's hilarious in this movie. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, a driver to me is the best actor in the world right now in terms of being at his peak and just You're- picking projects and on he like the report is an okay movie is like a solid fine movie but he makes that movie just so much better just even scrolling through documents for two I hours. Know. And that's like, <laughs> For that, example. like that's the effect that he has. Like, there's a lot of movies that he's in that, like, if he wasn't in them specifically, they would not be really good. Like, yeah, you just said the report. Like, the report's a solid-ish movie. Yeah, but it's it's excelled just a little bit more, a little bit further than it would be if with him in it. And like, The Dead Don't Die, like I just said, would be a really not good movie. Like, Bill Murray's okay in it, but like. Adam Driver just just takes it further, you know, and 
yeah, I'm very high on Adam Driver as well. I think he's fantastic. And my he's mom, always, is, I'll just yeah. say my mom is as well. My mom absolutely loves Adam Driver. Yeah, I mean, he's a brilliant actor. I thought he was a lot better than Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. I have a lot of problems with Joker, but I don't want to get into like a Joker like hole right now. I, I, I do too. Like I wanted Driver to win like with all my heart, but it was like, it was just kind of a given that Joaquin was going to win. I know. It yeah. Just, I, it was just kind of like, just give it to him because like, I have some issues with the Joker as well. Um, but I mean, there's no denying that his performance is transformative and it's really, really good. I don't know. I just think he's a lot better in stuff like the master. I think he's a lot better in even gladiator. I don't know. I just don't, it's the one per Phoenix performance where I watch and I'm like, he doesn't fully, it feels like he's pushed pressing. I felt like he was pressing the whole film, but that's me. Um, maybe I'm wrong. And I loved him like her, like her is a decent, movie and probably shouldn't have gotten quite as much oscar love as it did but like he's brilliant in that movie for example like, that's just an, an example um but and joker it feels like he's pressing that's just me i i, I could be i mean i yeah. i've it's I would take like six or seven performances actually ahead of Phoenix in that movie. Maybe I need to watch it again. I don't want to watch it again, to be honest. It's not very, it's not a very watchable movie really at all. Um, but I, again, I didn't want to go into this uh, Joker deep We don't dive, have to go any further. It's we fine. don't have to go any yeah. further. We but, can move let's, on. We're good. Let's stop here. Um, last movie is Judas and, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I'm going to hand the ball off to you on this one because you're going to see it before I, I will. Explain, please. I am so so excited to see this movie because I get to see it as part of Sundance, the virtual Sundance Film Festival this year, which it just got announced like a few days ago. Like it was added on late, like the full slate had already been released, the tickets had already been released. And then I, I don't remember which outlet it was. It was either Variety or Dateline. And they were like, Judas and the Black Messiah has just got picked up and is going to premiere at Sundance. And I'm like, oh my God. Got in, got my ticket. I'm not seeing the premiere. I'm seeing the second showing because obviously everyone snatched those tickets up quick. But I mean, the cast looks fantastic. I mean, fantastic. Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons as like the top three. But I mean, it, it mm. looks great. The trailer gave me chills. And that doesn't happen very often for trailers, at least. Like the trailer gave me chills, just the way it was edited, the music, everything involved. And just the story, you know, the premise and the synopsis and just it it looks like a recipe for success. Mm. You know, like I, I, I don't think there can be much wrong in here. Um, now it, it, I could be completely surprised and it could be a flop, but I really don't see that happening, especially with the cast. This cast is, is made to make something special, I think. Mm. And I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I mean, of this list that I have here, I think Nomadland may border on like 1A, 1B, but I think Judas and the Black Messiah has got to be 1A. Like, I'm so excited to see this film. Really? If, for what you're going to see at Sundance, correct? Sundance, or yes. In general. Of my, of my list, besides, okay, also don't look up. I'm sorry. Don't, just of my list I have here, because like I don't have the last duel on here and a few of these I forgot. Of the list yeah. I'm looking at on my phone right now, it's like, don't look up, Nomad Land and Judas and the Black Messiah are probably like the three. Mm -hmm. The rest of them I want to see, though. They wouldn't be on this list if I didn't want to. But I'm very excited for Judas and the Black Messiah. It is definitely included. number one from Sundance, though. Yeah. I should have included Nomadland on my um uh I, I understand why not though. I understand yeah. why not though. And like I said, it was a loose it was a loose ad 
but I was just like, it hasn't been released to the general public yet, so it's just like one I'm looking forward to seeing. And I, I think my brain was at like, we're looking, we're talking about movies we're looking forward to, and this movie's already come out. And like, I did the same thing with Minari. Um, not a lot of people have seen Minari yet, and apparently that's going to be an Oscar contender. And yeah, that hasn't uh, been released to the general public yet either. Yeah, yeah. And then Lockdown is a movie that just came out. Um, I Whatever believe not HBO Max. Is that is that not good? Okay, I haven't seen. I've it heard. I'm gonna watch it. I haven't. I haven't watched it, but I'm not doing a review on it. I'm just watching it to yeah. watch it. Um, I have heard from a lot of people that it's not great. But you gotta give them some credit. They did it all during the pandemic, and they, mm -hmm. I guess, and, I don't know. I mean, Anne Hathaway we'll hasn't see. picked a good movie, and she's she's on five a years, six years. I mean, it's it's getting to Alicia Vikander levels of bad movie picking. You know, Alicia Vikander who hasn't picked a good movie, and oh, even <laughs> since like, oh, I don't know. Um, maybe uh, what what was the Tom Hooper movie that she did that she got nominated for? It's really been since then um, that she's been in like a good, and, you know, which is sad because Alicia Vikander is also one of the most talented actresses in Hollywood. Ex Machina. Um, for those of you who don't, don't know who Alicia Vikander is off the top of the head, Ex Machina is the movie that um, she kind of burst out in the scene with. Um, that's the 2014 Alex Garland movie. Um, great movie. Alex Garland came out with a new show, Devs. I highly recommend watching that too. Um, so she was, in, uh, she was in The Man from Uncle, which I just watched for the first time a few weeks ago. No, that's she a good a, movie. She was okay. The movie's okay. She was, like in Jason, movie. she was in Jason Bourne, though, in 2016. I watched that at the end of last year. That was not a great movie. I need to see Jason Bourne again. I kind of liked it when I first saw it, but that was a while ago. That was a long I watched all five of them back to back to back to back to back yeah and it's just after watching the first three the fourth and fifth are just like the dip in quality is so huge that it's like ooh. yeah the second one's my favorite out of all those but all the right, third let's... one the third one's my favorite but it's pretty close um I, the reason why let's just going back to Judas and the Black Messiah the reason why I trust this movie so much um, even though it's directed by a guy who really hasn't directed much if really at all anything at all and that's Shaka King it, but when Lakeith, we've talked a little bit about how how it's important to understand how what movies that actors pick, right? And you know, people who are on, on cold cold streaks and hot streaks, it's really hard to pick a movie because you can only see it on paper when you're picking it, right? And you know who knows how to pick a movie is Lakeith Stanfield. He knows how to pick them. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, he knows how to pick them. Uh, Jesse Plemons, sneaky, sneaky, great IMDb with his movies. This is long laundry list. Of of movies um and then uh yeah so that's why i think that's the driving reason why i have so much faith in this film despite the fact that it's directed by someone who we've never really heard of before um despite it also being produced by ryan coogler which i think is an interesting um this one's kind of coming out very soon though out of all the movies we've talked about in depth february 12th on hbo max um i think everyone's gonna be able to see this quite soon and it should be a contender for the oscars at least in my mind i'd be surprised if it isn't um that and malcolm marie are coming kind of around the corner only a couple of weeks so yeah that. they're both at the beginning of february i yeah. think malcolm marie is like the sixth and then or maybe the fifth or something and then judas yeah. back the size like you said like the 12th yeah i mean i was like i said a little bit earlier i was looking at the release like the release schedule for the next like month or so 
I mean, it's not looking too bad. I mean, there's some there's some solid stuff coming up, um, and we've kind of hit on a few of them. But I mean, yeah. this year this year has the potential to just be such a monumental year in the film industry because of like the fact that everything that was supposed to come out last year didn't. So you've got all of those big releases coupled with not all because some of them got pushed to next year but a lot of big releases that were already going to come out this year and then you're also taking you know a, a, a nice pool of the indie films that were supposed to come out last year that are coming out at the beginning of this year for the oscars yeah. and then you're also going to get next year's oscar pool coming out at the end of this year so uh, the potential like i thought 2019 was a pretty solid year for films this year has just the potential to be absolutely crazy and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it 2019 was just going back two years 2019 was the best movie year i think of the previous decade if you just look back at the quality of films at least in my mind i, I had a ton of four and four and a half and i had three five star films from 2019 that's rare um usually it's hard to get one like from 2020 i didn't have one five star film just to just to give you some context but as you said 2021 should be really interesting um the the fact that this is a very strange year in which we're getting Oscar films at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year to go along with blockbusters that hopefully will come out. But, but I think that's the one thing that might sidetrack 2021 is the fact that some of these blockbusters may just get pushed out and pushed back, even though we're not talking about them in this show, but I think it, in this, uh, in this segment, but I think it is important to uh, mention that. And if we're talking about the quality of, uh, what movies will be in 2021 yeah absolutely i mean it's just and i've already heard reports of some of these big blockbusters that were supposed to come out at the end of this year are already getting pushed back but i mean you know if, if we learned anything from last year it's just like expect the unexpected who knows what's going to happen um i mean i really hope that the the theater scene in the movie industry starts to pick back up with this the vaccine the multiple vaccines that are starting to come out now but now it just comes down to distribution speed who can get them you know yeah the vaccine's out there and it's being distributed but it's only being distributed to a very select few people you know the people that need it obviously first of course and we're still in a hotbed of a lot of people are getting are, are like the cases are continuing to rise so just because of the vaccine we're not out of it yet but hopefully mm -hmm. soon you know the film industry and the theater industry will start to pick up again hopefully that's all we can hope for yeah yeah um just to finish off the show uh before you leave um i'm gonna go over some of the stuff that we haven't touched on i'm gonna touch on it really quickly if you have anything you want to say about it just start talking because um i got my notes over here over your face right now because uh, i'll be i'll be quick uh, i will not ramble i will be quick. yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make sure we don't ramble like this is gonna be a separate episode um originally i was gonna combine this with some of the other sports stuff we're doing on the show this week and I, I, i've decided to just make this a whole separate thing um because that's what it deserves you know me you know i like to talk i don't know what what you were thinking <laughs> i don't know i just thought we'd get through the marvel stuff quickly and then i um poorly i mean the poor decision of deciding to talk about all the marvel shows <laughs> 
you know i love marvel that, you, you're putting yourself in a black hole right that there was talking about that marvel. was my mistake that was my that was a bad mistake on my part and then it's fine though i think it was a great conversation yeah great. no this and, is a, and, i'm not I, i'm, I'm not now, mad about it don't get me wrong from but. content now you've got a whole nother episode i so know like, that's great you're you're, this is you're, great. you're already ahead like that's fantastic <laughs> I, I would be jumping winning. for joy if i was doing something like this i'd be like oh my god i already got another episode this is great <laughs> is this mean we're getting a jack lottery podcast movie podcast soon is this this is absolutely this not absolutely <laughs> not i i i no I, i'm already doing two I'm, I'm 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 running two youtube channels now i'm doing too much i'm trying to get interviews for my interview series on my youtube it, too much and i'm trying yeah. and i'm trying to find a real job too yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. not i would love to but no not happening for you for you marvel fans just really quickly um a really cool thing that jack had on the show recently we had he had the, the one and only brandon davies brandon davies or brandon davis I think i'm forgetting davis. right now brandon davis yeah brandon yeah. davis on his show um the man who wants to play nova in the marvel series but will most likely not um brandon davis is a big part of marvel just the marvel universe the in marvel general community. and uh yeah. marvel community yeah and uh i mean he has enough cred to the point where he's interviewing kevin feige for things so uh yeah. and he's on jack's show you should definitely go check that out on youtube so highly recommend thank that. you thank you for that um, that was fun that was a lot of fun yeah, uh, that was just quickly. I wanted to mention that before we get into a movie that will not um, not come out in 2021. Um, this movie's called The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and Rami Malek, who we talked about a little earlier. Uh, this movie's coming out on HBO Max. It is a garbage crime film directed by John Lee Hancock, who also directed The Blind Side. Blind Side, and this movie comes out on like I think I just said this, but January 29th. I'm really looking forward to this on HBO Max. And uh, I, <laughs> this is the first. I haven't started watching 2021 movies yet because I kind of want to go. I've been going backwards in time in terms of my movie watching rate lately, but this will be the movie that will kick off my 2021 because it's Denzel and Denzel's one of my favorite actors of all time. So I, I'm and the combining with two guys who are really good at overacting, even though they might not be my favorite actors. And I think it, it just, it just all combines really well. And I, and I have a, and I really respect John Lee Hancock's work because I, I, I fortunately got a chance to interview him a couple years ago um, for the highwaymen, which is, let's be honest a forgettable film i don't know if you saw the highwaymen but it's i did it was too long it's, too it's long tough and really poorly paced so if, you know what comes around goes around we're talking about pace again but is that's a poorly paced movie 100 uh, i'm really yeah. looking forward to this though i am too i i started off my 2021 slate last night watched outside the wire with anthony mackie not a great film would not recommend it um but i am looking forward to this one i saw the trailer uh i mean just the, the people that are in it alone intrigued me didn't don't really know where it's going to go i'm it's kind of mysterious so i'm looking forward to it that's all i'll say about it well, mm. i'll have a review up in a few weeks after it comes out yeah really looking forward to, to the little things um we mentioned malcolm and marie ray and the last dragon we haven't talked about much of disney and i know I, I don't know if you put this on any list or anything like that but i i just i watched the trailer of this a little bit it seemed kind of exciting and anything that comes out anything animated that disney comes out with i think should be mentioned in conversations like these um and i'm going to compare this with luca this is the upcoming pixar film which is we don't know anything about this other than the fact that it, it is a ripoff from the 2017 movie call me by your name that's exactly what i heard 
shameless ripoff. Sh- it, it, this movie shamelessly rips off the plot of Call Me By Your Name. It's just the animated Call Me By Your Name. That's what it is. Yeah, that's all. And it's, it's Pixar, so like probably better. It's probably gonna be better than Call Me By Your Name. It probably, probably will be. <laughs> Call Me By. Uh, I respect yeah. Call Me By Your Name. It's. I mean, Chalamet's unbelievable in that movie. That might be his best performance, but um, there's a little too much of like. Uh, we're, you know, biking to this creek, and we're going to town to hang out and, you know, eat some Italian food. And it's like it's a little too, it's a little too, uh, you know, wavy. I, yeah, chill just, for just me. I don't know. That's from my last. That's from the last time I saw it. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll keep on going here. Cherry, you mentioned in the heights. We mentioned old, which is the upcoming M Night Shyamalan movie, and. I didn't list off the cast for this film. I know, I think it's been reported, but I, I just wanted to quickly mention that because anything M. Night does, I think is at least um, something that you mentioned. Do you have a favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I have not seen- You haven't really checked him out much. Okay. I saw, um, I saw Glass last year. I think it might be the only Shyamalan movie I've seen. It wasn't great. That's a tough start. And, you know, I should probably have seen the other ones leading up to it. Probably would have been a good yeah. idea. I just didn't yeah. have the time and the um, I didn't have the resources to be able to do that. Um, Split's good. But I, yeah, and that's Split's what I've split. heard. And, and I've heard yeah. that like you know he has some stinkers, but he also has some some pretty good ones. So I'm definitely intrigued. I'll check it out. I mean, this year I'm going to check out a bunch of 2021 movies that I just probably wouldn't have seen, but I'm going to. When it comes to Shyamalan, check out The Sixth Sense. It's not part of the Split universe, but it is by far his best movie. I haven't seen everything he's done, but it's by far his best movie. That's and it's kind of brilliant. I'm not going to lie. It's it's a movie that, it, you'll it, it, to me, it's right up your alley in terms of just utter plot brilliance, plot-twisting, mind-bending brilliance, um, despite the fact that Bruce Willis is poorly casted as a... Uh, psychologist psychiatrist which i mean that that part doesn't really work but like the rest of it is is kind of brilliant i was you'd be surprised um next movie i want to mention is deep water is the upcoming adrian line movie starring ben affleck and ana de armas uh this is notable for two reasons one adrian line hasn't made a movie in a in a while um he's had some interesting credits in the past and uh, ben affleck and ana de armas they are dating now in real life because after shooting this movie uh, a year ago. This movie should have came out already, and I'm interested to see it because anything Ana de Armas does at this point, I'm just in because I, I just think she's an unbelievable actress and a future movie star, like a top A-list movie star, and there's very few of those um, left to be totally honest with you uh like future dupes future super duper movie stars um the last one was margot robbie i guess that kind of came out of the woodworks right well, and then yeah. i think i honestly think Anna Armas is on that level um the have I mean, you, you've seen the wasp network right like even a movie like the wasp network which is like this okay really mediocre okay film that does some interesting things like she's she's the best part of the film you know oh, she yeah. just shows up and you're just like oh i i know this person i'm in you know I was it's unbelievable thrown, i was thrown by that when i watched because i did i watched it it, I, it was in my push to watch a bunch of 2020 films before 2020 yeah same that was when i watched and yeah and i was like 
that's Anna de Armas. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna do that. And she was great. I mean, she ever like every time I see a trailer for a new movie, she's just there, and I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You're doing another movie. Yeah. I mean, she's like, dude, she's in, no she's in yeah. no time to die, which she looks yeah. great in that, and I mean, she was fantastic in Knives Out. Knives Out was the breakout because yeah, Wasp Network is the thing you do try in your way to try to get the breakout, right? Like the Wasp Network. There's another movie she did. I'm I'm forgetting on Netflix that came out in like last March or something. I I really yeah. I, I I have no I have no idea what the name is off the top of my head, but um I'll find the, it. like I'll find it. the Wasp Network and that movie. Like those are the vestiges of her oh, yeah. previous career as a good supporting actor and. And then Ryan Johnson saw something because Ryan Johnson's a genius and saw that, oh, okay, I can build this movie around this actor, actress, because she's a brilliant and no one else will see it coming, despite the fact that I have this absolutely loaded cast around her. Um, yeah, uh, Ryan Johnson's a genius and uh, Anna Diarmas is uh, one of the best young actresses in the world and a, super, and a future movie star. That's just something to... Uh, keep in mind moving forward and no time to die is going to be a great movie yeah that's just that should just be your takeaway 100 <laughs> percent. i mean it's that's how it goes craig is craig has been good bad good bad well now he's up he's up for good if the streak yeah. continues so yeah i have no idea i don't like the trailers for no time to die but like it's also james bond just just give I, obviously I, give him a chance who cares you know i i dig them i mean i you know they're, they're cool i mean it's, it's the music you know the classic music or the you know i, I dig that and there's a know, lot of characters his, his car too. having his car having dual gatling guns now yeah. okay let's do it it's probably like five too many it looks it looks like there's like six too many characters in the movie too but like you know it, it, it's it's james they're bond taking, i'm just gonna watch it they're taking all of the because this is his swan song so it's they're, they're bringing everyone back it's like yeah let's bring back this obscure character and this obscure, obscure character and then like everyone from the agency and then like all these villains and all these people attached to the villains let's bring everyone back mm. well, let's yeah see. i don't know here we go, going on tangents once again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try I'm to sorry. cut this down. I said I would this be is quick. my I fault. This is my and fault. I'm failing. I'm failing no, at this. You're not failing. I'm the host. I'm supposed to stop these from happening, um, but it's happening anyway. You're being uh, respectful next... though, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to get your thoughts. Um, next is Candyman. This is the probably the most my most anticipated horror movie coming out next year. Not named, not not the last uh, Soho, obviously, but. Uh, this got pushed to 2021. It's starring Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who is best known, I guess, now for the trial of the Chicago 7, who, again, is one of these younger actors who will probably be a movie star. We'll look back and be like, okay, like this movie and trial of the Chicago 7, this is how his career started started going. The same way we'll look back at Margot Robbie's career. We look back now at Margot Robbie's career, and we're like, oh, yeah, um, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street was how would obviously see that she was going to be a movie star. And I, I think, I think Yaya Abdul-Mateen is going to be a movie star like this in Aquaman. And, and he's, he's, he's excellent. I'm looking forward to this movie, even though I, it's borderline franchise, but I, I put it on here anyway. So do you have any thoughts about this? 
you know i'm, I'm not gen- generally a big fan of horror that's just not really what i'm into so i'm mm-hmm. like you know i'm not really anticipating this i will watch it obviously because you know yaya abdul mateen is great and you know uh, i think jordan peele is producing or some something yeah. to that effect um I yeah. mean, it seems like every horror movie now he's attached to i don't know um so I, I'll, I'll watch it I, i've just never been a big fan of horror so i'm not like really excited but yeah i would definitely check it out i'm gonna pair two projects together that i'm not sure that are, that's gonna come out this year um this this movie these movies are babylon and an unt- and the untitled paul thomas anderson movie that is also in the works uh babylon let's just start with that this is the upcoming damien chazelle movie starring Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Tobey Maguire. Uh, this might come out this year. This why the only reason I didn't put this on my list is because I don't know if it's coming out this year. But if it does, watch out! Fireworks, baby. Damien Chazelle, give it to me. He is he yeah. your favorite director right now, Damien Chazelle? Tied, he is. He's tied for number one. He is tied for okay. number one. Who's number, who, who's he's tied? Like, no one. Who's he tied with? No one? Okay. Yeah. I'm not as big no, of a Nolan, Nolan guy as you are. I respect Nolan him, is, but Nolan's like one A and then like Chazelle is one A like one, you know? If you like do one A and then like you get like the one, he's like one A one. So but like it's close though, because like there are some Nolan movies that I don't love, but I I, I respect and like. But mm. like Chazelle, in my opinion, has made two absolute masterpieces on the border of perfection, in my opinion, um, in La La Land and Whiplash. So I don't know. I, I'm very excited. Over the moon. And, and I will say I am a first man defender. That's a really good movie. Oh, yes. I don't, and I lo- I don't care no, if I don't yes, care about people's I, hate. Like, like I, I'm not taking I any was, first man slander. That's a good movie. That's a really I, no, good movie. No slander. I enjoyed first man as well. I just for, forgot about it because I'm so La La Land yeah. and with Lash. But, but yes, yeah. first man was a very solid movie as well. I don't think he's missed, you know, so, so far. In one of these days, you and I are going to do a La La Land podcast. I don't know. A lazy day in Please. the summer. Maybe so, before Literally, Babylon. Uh, <laughs> I will show you real quick. I know this isn't a visual podcast, but I will show you real quick. So I was just in uh, in Washington State over the holiday with my uh, with my parents, and we I went to this comic book shop in in the Pikes Place Market, the big uh, famous market, and I bought this. I got to take my headphones, so you won't, I won't be able to hear you, but I'm gonna get it okay. real quick. I'm I'm looking forward to whatever he's gonna show. I'm gonna try to uh, paint as as good of a picture as I can here. I got. Oh wow. A, a, a script. It's not it's not like one that anyone touched or anything. It's just a it's a remade, but it's it's a it's the full, so yeah uh, the full script for La La Land. Wow. So Jack has the full script for La La Land. Uh, notebook holes and all, with the cover being just this beautiful light blue and it looks kind of like uh like a like yeah, it looks like a script but it's also like i don't know it, it's just it's what it's you would think it would look like yeah it's a collectible yeah. but it's also you know it, it's exactly written the way a movie script would be written at the same time so it's it's oh yeah if you go it's in beautiful. It's, yeah. it's, it's movie script font and everything and then i also just to show i got i got the pilot for arrow my favorite tv show of all time oh, i also wow. got that script as well um it was cool i mean if, if yeah. anyone's in the seattle area um it's like 
golden something comics or collectibles mm. and they've got a huge wall of just scripts and it's like everything like i saw reservoir dogs uh the godfather um i my mom bought the inception script for me and she's gonna she's gonna gift it to me sometime in the future um but yeah it, that was amazing sorry to go off on a little tangent there but i just i had to show you that because we were talking about la la land and that was one of the coolest things i've gotten in a long time so i'm telling you we're, we're doing the la la land podcast one of these days i mean it, i haven't seen like, enough content on this movie in a while because a lot be of people one episode just a lengthy review and like that's it but it's gonna be great we're gonna be talking about like favorite scenes and we're gonna like we're, we're gonna break the heck out of the down of that movie it, at some point I mean, it's I gonna did, happen i did a full video on my channel last year of my yeah. like just yeah. my top 10 favorite songs from the movie i broke down the soundtrack i mean i i've seen it like five times like i'm not it's weird because i just don't feel like a lot of people talk about that movie i think everyone talks about whiplash i feel like whiplash is the movie that is the chazelle movie that everyone just fawns over the most but then la la land is like oh that's the cool oscar movie he did you know I think in because his passion project you know but they don't look yeah. at it as the master the, the just the the storytelling masterpiece that it is and the music of, of course yeah i think whiplash technically is it's better technically than la la land I, like, like la la land is still a technical masterpiece that's why i say they border on perfection i mean no movie's perfect but i think they border on perfection um where like whiplash like whiplash though is like his technical like masterpiece like if like the way it's shot the way um it's edited you know it's just the cinematography in that film is incredible um mm. but la la land really like you said i feel like is his passion project and story-wise you know the, the the way it's written and the performances and the music are just just brilliant it's it's fantastic I, I could gush about this for hours i'm not going to yeah i We're gonna love that save movie it for the, so much save it for save the, the law La La and pod podcast <laughs> this yeah. is gonna happen at some point and then uh, I, will, the... I will bring you on to my channel and we will do a long <laughs> do a long review like i will post we're gonna, it we're gonna set that up i pro like i will i want to do that i, I <laughs> want post to do it. that yeah. yes we will I, I will bring you on and we will do a long form discussion on la land i want to post we'll it on that. post Happy it on my pod post the audio on my pod and the video on your channel that's that sounds right. that sounds perfect we'll i'm down for this we'll all right uh, we'll everybody you've been warned ahead of time we're doing this um if you don't like la la land and you had to endure that and you hated it more is coming so mm. yeah and then i guess the movie that i uh, briefly paired it up with is the paul thomas anderson movie uh which doesn't really have a title and apparently it's a high school movie also starring uh bradley cooper in it so i'm very much looking forward to that as someone who's a big fan of pta's work in general um who's someone who's fascinated by his interesting career i've seen all of his movies uh pta is best known for the film the master boogie nights um uh there will be just, blood there will be blood exactly i was for for whatever 
ridiculous reason i was forgetting the name off the top of my head this happens to me a lot when i'm talking about movies on a show um yeah i'm i mean i'm thrilled for this even though i don't think it's going to come out this year but i had to mention it at least uh quickly moving on um next here i have is nightmare alley this is the upcoming guillermo del toro movie also starring bradley cooper kate kate blanchett rooney mara good to see her with a good director again tony collette uh willem dafoe and many many others um very, looking forward to this quite a bit i'm not a huge del toro fan so that's the only thing that's um causing me any pause i guess about this but the cast is unbelievable you know like rooney mara um is my favorite mara no offense to kate and uh i just want to see her being good projects again it's been a while you know yeah, I mean, the ca- I don't know much about this movie at all. I, I mean, this is, uh, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up again. I think I'd heard about it a little bit in the past, but I don't, I don't know much on it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the cast sounds great. I mean, I mean, Del Toro. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of his either, but I think you know he's known for making good, sound films. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. I need to watch more Del Toro in general, but I had to mention this at least and tony collette's a genius by the way i'll I'll just put that in there um next is blonde uh speaking about anna de armas uh this is the movie where anna de armas is playing as marilyn monroe and that's all i wrote down in my notes because that's all i need to know in order to get excited for that movie uh the movie blonde keep in mind when this comes out i will be i'm pretty excited for it um what'd you say i didn't know this was coming out yeah sign me up that sounds great and it sounds like it will come out this year. Uh, the next is The Guilty. This is the Antoine Fuqua movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is a lord. Anything he does, I'm pretty much in on. Uh, so, and, I'm, and Fuqua is a really interesting and underrated director. He directed Training Day, which is probably the most notable thing he's directed. And he's done a lot of Denzel films. And I'm really underrated sound director. Um, so I'm looking to see, looking forward to see what he does next. Uh, the next is The Harder They Fall. This is a Western starring Idris Elba, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, Delroy Lindo, Jonathan Mazer, Majors, and Zazie Beats. So basically it's one, two, three, four, five. It's six of what, the 10 best black actors in the world in the same movie. So why not, right? And especially, I mean, Lakeith, he, he knows how to pick them. So that gives me confidence. Yeah, in a Western. I mean, I, I've been on a Western kick a little bit lately. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Ooh. And I mean, just the few little shots that we got in like that elongated Netflix trailer. Yeah. Yeah, looks great. Oh, absolutely. Um, talk about, speaking of the next Netflix trailer, next movie is Red Notice. This is the action movie starring Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock. I mean, is this going to be, like, good by definition? Probably not. But is it going to be fun, entertaining, and just, like, something I want to rewatch multiple times in my life? Absolutely. I would be surprised if it isn't. Because these are, like, what? It's three of the five biggest action stars in the world in the same movie. Uh, yes i mean yes and i am i'm very much looking forward to this one i mean like they they even had like they had to throw in a ryan reynolds telling a joke in the middle of a fight in that trailer and i was like yep all right let's do it we're doing it i mean you know what you're gonna get when you get ryan reynolds and then like you kind of know what you're gonna get with the rock and gal gadot um so yeah all three alumni from the fast and furious franchise i might add that's true <laughs> just ryan reynolds was I wait, wait what 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 fast and furious movie is ryan reynolds in 
Oh, Hobbs he was. Oh my God! Now I'm. Um, he's like wow. one of the best parts of Hobbs and Shaw. <sighs> I, I, for I'm whatever sorry, reason, I, I x out Hobbs and Shaw from my mind because I, I, I just I had to throw that in because I just did a I did a I did a rewatch. I didn't marathon them all with my family over Christmas break. They had never oh, seen wow. them before, so that's the only reason why that was in my head because like I, they're still kind of fresh in my mind. I totally um, forgot about that. And killing off Gal Gadot's character in the Fast and the Furious franchise was a mistake by the way tragic. just quickly yeah that was a bad mistake um in the sixth movie i believe spoiler alert by the way um yes all right three more movies left we're almost done we're almost done i know i'm I keeping you way guys. too long right now but uh, i'm good I, I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a night owl i feel bad for everyone else i'm good all righty uh next is Stillwater. um this is the tom mccarthy movie starring matt damon um, I think that's enough because Matt Damon is the man. Uh, we love I Matt Damon. I saw a lot of Matt Damon. I saw a lot of Matt Damon last year. Like, because really? I was just, yeah. Because who's I was your top actor it. on? Who's your top actor on letter on your letterbox year in review? By the way, actually, I think it was Matt Damon. I really? Think it was Matt Damon. Yeah, I think if I go back and look at Matt Damon, because uh, a, a thing that me and um, I'll not I'm gonna go quick. I'm not gonna ramble about this. A thing that me and a lot of my my friends I made on YouTube did last year was called the Hundred Movies I Missed Challenge, where it was we wanted to watch a hundred movies that we had never seen before that didn't come out in 2020. Mm. So like you know older classic movies and you know movies from you know decades back and. I found myself watching a lot of Matt Damon movies I had never seen before. So I, I, I would, I would, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Here's my, yep. Yep. Matt Damon was my most watched, watched actor last year. Wow. Interesting. That's surprising. I've seen, That's surprising, I'm, but actually not though. I'm pretty into the Matt Damon thing. I've seen over 20 of his movies. Um, I understand his career quite well. He's had a very interesting and mostly consistent career. I think the 2010s were kind of weak for him in general until the latter half, at least. Um, he, I mean, there's some good movies and don't, don't get me wrong like the martian's incredible it's one of his best performances for example but there's also some misses like we like we got a zoo for example that's the cameron crow movie he did that movie's a miss like for, that's an example like he there he has a, a decent amount of misses in there but at the same time really good career mostly has a really good sense of what movies pick and um even if stuff like downsizing doesn't really work i've seen downsizing don't recommend that movie i have not i have no desire um yeah just, just but i loved just, uh, him in ford v ferrari like he was fantastic yeah that's, that's a really good movie like see he knows he still knows how to pick them generally um and mctom mccarthy has an interesting has a really weird and interesting career um he's probably most known for making brooklyn have you seen brooklyn that's a sure running movie mm, no i have not she was nominated for best actress of this film it's it's a pretty good movie um let me no, add that just, to my watch list right yeah. now <laughs> um yeah there's there's too many movies out there in the world uh and then and, then, and i'm gonna finish off this whole segment and probably this podcast with uh two directorial debuts uh tick tick boom this is the lin, Mel, lin manuel miranda directorial debut and bruised which is the Hall which is halle berry's directorial debut halle berry someone who i did not think would ever direct a movie so um the, the two fun things to look forward to for this year Yes, and I love Lin Manuel Miranda. You already know how I feel about him. I'm excited. Uh, I actually didn't know about the Halle Berry one. That's interesting. So, I, I mean, you know, I, 
they're both in the netflix video by the way yeah so. i i probably missed the halle berry one i did i did know about the lay manuel one starring andrew garfield so i'm excited about that um yeah garfield, yeah talk about guys we haven't seen in a minute andrew garfield he's I mean, been they on the sidelines for a while show up and like a little bit like like literally right behind your head like he's in the social network and he's like fantastic yeah he was okay as spider-man but yeah i'm excited i mean he'll be in that and i mean the premise sounds cool um and then he'll be hopefully fingers crossed being spider-man um i think he's in spider-man i think it's just like that's a pretty much a done deal i mean like, they are a done point, deal right? but like it hasn't been officially announced but it's basically a done deal that it movie's just, gonna it, be bonkers life comes back to marvel you know it all comes like we 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 had a long arc in this podcast right and it all just came right back to marvel with andrew garfield isn't um, that how movies are nowadays though it all just i know though it really all comes back to marvel which for the better and for better and for worse it all comes down uh comes back to marvel so i think that's a perfect place to stop um uh for this for, for today's podcast uh, thank you so much jack uh for joining me on this episode of the Koki chronicles uh this was a blast talking about upcoming movies in 2021 we'll definitely have you on um in the future to talk about some of these some other films stuff that surprised us um so yeah thanks so much for hopping onto the pod man bro thank you this was a lot of fun i have not talked to anyone other than myself about movies for a few weeks now i've just been <laughs> in tucson by myself in a big house by myself until my parents come home so this has been great i really enjoyed it uh thank you for having me i you know i love talking movies i this is that's the passion i discovered at, in college was my love for movies so yeah i had a good time really thank you for having me i really appreciate yeah, it yeah yeah i'm i'm uh i i feel similarly with some of these movies i can't really talk about with other people because you know they don't have the time to or the energy to talk about um them with so uh I've got the time and i will make the energy <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thanks so much for hopping on again man thank you Thanks so much to Jack for joining me on this episode. Hopefully we will hear from him on the podcast in the future. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning into the show. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and spread the word about the Koki Chronicles podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.